I'm Madeline Walter. I'm Ben Axelrad, and we're both hypochondriacs. I think I'm sick when I'm not. And anytime I'm sick, I think I'm a goner for sure. We're the hosts of Definitely Dying, the podcast that's a safe space for listeners and funny friends to talk openly about their medical dramas, both real and imagined. We're part of the UCB Comedy Podcast Network, with new episodes released every Tuesday. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else you love to get your podcasts. Stay healthy. I apologize for this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello! Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling podcast. The podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I'm your host, the host, ooh, and the most, Dan Black, a.k.a. Donnie Capri, a.k.a. Donnie Kayfabe, a.k.a. Donnie Gay fame? Oh, yeah. Give me that Orton dick. <laughs> A.K.A. Donsky Black Amora. A.K.A. The Modern Day Goof Haraja. Coming at you like Cleopatra. Baby, baby. Gabba, gabba, wee. Gabba, wee. Yeah, yeah. The girl, she's mine. And uh, 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 <coughs> Welcome to another hot, hot episode of the Comedians of Wrestling. Ooh, we are coming off a spicy chamber. You know it. Hey, before we get into it, we got an awesome guest. We got an awesome show. Got a couple things to cover. If you want to support this show, you can become a patron on patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. We got awesome bonus episodes. If you want a preview of our bonus episodes, the John Gabris Comedians of Wrestling bonus episode is up now on our main feed. Uh, hey, if you want to cash in and get your opinion on the show, we got a couple cash-ins today. They're going to all be played. You can leave a voicemail for us at 316-530-2429-316-530-2429. Yeah. Hey, everybody, let's get into it. We got an aw- Hey, Nancy Newman, how's it going? How about it? What up? We got an awesome guest today. I'm very, very excited to have you in studio. You know this guy from The Ringer. You know this guy from the Masked Man podcast. It is the Masked Man, Dave Shoemaker. How's it going, man? Thanks for having me here. <laughs> yeah. How, uh, how was sitting through that intro, all right? It was really good, man. <laughs> yeah. Gave me a lot of time to think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what did you, did you discover yourself or anything? I've, I've come to some realizations. We'll get into that later, though. Okay, all right. Hey, before we get going, crack it through the one percenters, we'll pass Lil LaCroix. All right. Ah, delicious. Now I'm going to have a little hot brew. <laughs> ah, caffeinated and bubble-mated. The combination, you know it, baby. the combination of cold LaCroix and hot coffee is causing a thunderstorm and dance. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> this is what you think. A lot of people think that Jake the Snake would get high backstage with cocaine and all kinds of quaaludes <laughs> and shit. No, no, no. It was a little LaCroix, a little hot brew. I got a bad cold brew. Okay, so anyway, Dave, thanks for coming in. <laughs> Love your podcast. Thanks, man. Um... Listen to it for a long time. So, okay, I got a couple questions for you before we get into it. Did you did you enjoy the, this week in wrestling? First off, yeah, this was a fun week, really yeah, fun week. It's it was uh, not not sometimes the sometimes the the pay per view weeks get a little exhausting by Tuesday, but um, but yeah, this was a really good one. Right. So yeah, I, I I totally agree, and we'll get into all that. I got a couple questions for you. So first thing is, um, you're a dude who you've spent a lot of time analyzing professional wrestling, correct? <laughs> yeah. 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 Watching professional wrestling, sure. writing about prof- a lot of your life's work is professional wrestling. Yeah. 
Do you? How do you feel about when people are like embarrassed of the fact that they watch professional wrestling, or like call it? This is almost a sub question, but sometimes people are like, they go like, "I watch wrestling. I'm so nerdy." Um, I guess I said it in a very leading way. But how, do you, how do you how do you feel about that, man? We've come so far since I first wrote about pro wrestling, which is not even that long ago—six, seven years ago. Maybe it's longer than that oh, now. Man, Obama was president. Uh, no, I remember. I I guess I was writer. No, probably ten years ago now. But I but I remember the first time I ever wrote something for Deadspin.com. I remember the comment section would be people just like regular Deadspin readers saying like, "Why the fuck is this on Deadspin?" And right. this is just like a sports blog that covers like food and you know how to clean your house and shit. You know, right. I mean, like this is this, and now they do a lot of wrestling stuff. Every website does wrestling stuff, right? But uh, the and, and I remember also back then trying to explain to people that I wrote about wrestling, and they were just like they just went cross-eyed. You know, I mean, it was like so strange. So I feel like no matter how people. Like are embarrassed about wrestling now. It's nothing compared to the confusion and embarrassment from ten years ago. Right. But that said, yeah, I mean, when people, I mean, it's just being being like a semi embarrassed, like self aware nerd is just so boring now. Like people just need to get off that. I mean, so uh, and because uh, me, like, all right, I'm a dude sitting here in a Roman Reigns vest. Okay. Yes. We 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 know that I'm an extreme. I I know that I'll I'll. Proudly wear my WWE fanny pack championship belt. Yes, out. I rock merch all the time. Like you know, I'm giving up two sweets left and right. But I, but I legitimately don't understand people who are like embarrassed by their fandom. Like, why is it so, so acceptable to like be like a 40 year old man in a Lakers jersey? You know, <laughs> but like I'm, I'm a. But or even a forty-year-old man in like a fucking Wolverine T-shirt, yeah, and wrestling still has this stigma. Even uh, my friends who are wrestling fans give me shit. They say stuff to me like, "Oh man, I can't believe you're you know can't believe you're wearing that," or like, oh, "I can't believe you have a wife." You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I can't believe like, that part either. Yeah, what, like what? How is it different than, than I, your love of anything? I, I think. What. Well, I think that the comic book parallels that. I mean, I grew up as a wrestling and comic right. book fan, so like that's they always go hand in hand for me. But the thing that wrestling and comic books have in common is that they never end. Right. You know, like every week, there's more wrestling. Every week, you know, new comic books come out. You line up at the shop. If you see somebody, a grown man in a Lakers jersey, or you see a grown, I mean, it's, you can be like a super nerd, even if you're like a diehard Bachelor fan, or like you know the right. Kardashians. There's an off season, you know, for all of these things. Yeah. So even if you see the biggest nerd in the world, at least like the biggest bachelor head, the biggest whatever basketball fan, you, you can at least think like bachelor maniac. Yeah, ma yeah, maybe that bachelor maniac does something really cool when the show's not on. You know, maybe he reads novels. Maybe he like you know, yeah, it, it, like goes out to the bar and hangs out with with attractive people. But wrestling and comic books are sort of all encompassing fandom. Yeah, that's an amazing point because I think that's one thing that my wife complains about. My <laughs> wife's just like, it's all. I go like, this is a big pay per view. She's like. They're always a big pay-per-view. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're right. They are always important Yeah, uh, in the realm of unimportance. I think we are reaching a tipping point, though, with fandom. Like, uh, There's so many. Like, every single day I see somebody in a Bullet Club shirt. Yeah. There's, like, a random person yes. somewhere. Uh, NRA members? or NRA, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's crazy. It's cra we're, 
there's it's we're getting to the point like, what is it like the the hundredth monkey or whatever it is it's like when like the the hundredth monkey learns something then like it like kind of like tumbles and everything all the rest of them learn it that sounds like some lowbrow Malcolm Gladwell <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> the, the tipping point is one hundred monkeys is like you don't understand tipping point okay well uh, I'll put it to you in monkey terms. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll I, go fuck myself then, Dan. I no, guess no, I don't know. No, no, don't fuck yourself. Anyway, uh, or maybe do I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what I'm saying. Is like how it's it's come a long way, is what you're saying. Yeah, in, that, in, in today's times, but still, but and, and everybody's like, like everyone saw Black Panther. Yeah, that's not everyone thing. saw Elimination Chamber. Everybody, everybody's a nerd now. There are no, there's no barrier to nerddom. You know, I mean, you can whether you're into like Magic the Gathering cards or you're just like deep, deeply into like. Reading Westworld like fan posts on Reddit, like everybody's deep, right? Yeah. So there's no reason to be embarrassed at being a wrestling fan. If you watch wrestling, just own it. You talking about Westworld fan fiction? Yeah. And then <laughs> Anthony Hopkins created a bed and he laid me down on uh, the bed. You've read my stuff. I see. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well. All right. Anyway, I'm saying if you like wrestling, be proud. Like my point this week, I, I posted a video on the uh, Facebook page, the comedians of wrestling Facebook page. We talk about wrestling at four in the morning, and I. I posted a video. I, something dawned on me. I was leaving the gym, and uh, I think a lot in the in the gym, uh, and um, I think to distract my mind from the fact that I'm just pumping, man, clanging and banging, rock style, <laughs> always, you know. And I mean, I'm, you got you see my results. I'm pumped up to the gills. This is audio form, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I I was thinking about like the still real to me, damn it, guy. Oh yeah, right. And I was like, this guy's like a punchline to everyone. Mm-hmm. But you're like. Come on, man! Like yeah. the guy, fucking he he had a he, all right. It's not his most flattering moment for sure, but like we could have been as as marks. We could have been like, hey, it's so cool that he that he this guy loved wrestling so much to cry about it. Yeah. I don't think he was saying it's real. Like he knows it's scripted. I mean, he I think he meant metaphorically, right? Yeah. Oh no! We no. couldn't handle that fucking comment. No, no, that guy was. I mean, that, that that was a that was a very bizarre moment. But I think it's fair to say that guy w- was speaking somewhat metaphorically. Yes, my favorite part. It's of still that, real to me too. Damn it! My my favorite part of that clip is like I think it's like Terry Funk. He's like the guy. It, it's still real to me. Damn it! And then you hear Terry Funk go, "Take it easy, man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's basically every combo I have with Ziggler. It's like I mark out a little too hard at some point. He's like, "All right, man, like, <laughs> just like take it back." Uh, 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 but yeah, like, uh, like wrestling is real to me in a, in a really uh, corny way. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say that that I'm at this really sort of amazing point. A, a lot of, I mean, I'm I'm 40. A lot of my friends. Uh, have are starting to have kids, and I and I I have a kid now. I mean, I my my fiance has a nine year old, and I've and I he's watching wrestling now because of me. And oh, oh no, and, <laughs> yeah. he's a little bit on and off. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to keep kid, kids like glued into like they're you know consistently fans of anything in, well, in the modern era. But can but, you successfully put wrestling on a kid? I need to know. Can I force a kid? This is a, this is going to factor into me having a kid or not? Yeah. Can I force it to like wrestling? Yeah. 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 There, there, okay. There's there's two things. One, I mean, a lot of kids will will gravitate towards watching what you're watching if they can if it's at all you know exciting to them because right. they want to be with their dads. They want to like hang out. The other thing is, and this was the most amazing part to me, there's some things, and I'm thinking about John Cena specifically here, that are just straight up magical to children. Right. I have written and talked, podcasted so much shit about John Cena over the years. My nine-year-old sat in front of the TV, he's probably eight at the time, the first time I turned on the TV and I was like, we're going to watch a wrestling show, and he was like, nah, I'd rather be watching, you know, like Teen Titans Go. 
but I was like, this is what's on right now if you want to watch TV. John Cena comes on the screen five minutes later, and he is he is sold. That's it. Right. He is a wrestling fan the moment he saw Cena. But the whole point of that is to say, when you start watching with kids, you get to sort of rediscover that part of you when it was real, you know? Right. Like, even though the kids know it's fake or whatever, but, like, the way that they engage is just so pure and magical, and it makes you love it more. Right. I mean, that that's the point of kids, right, is, like, when you become... Disenchanted, they're still enchanted, so you could live vicariously. Mm-hmm. That, right? Isn't that to me? That's the one hundred percent point of kids. It is. is that once you see how black the world is, <laughs> you need to see how the light comes. You know, when you become Undertaker, you need that Shawn Michaels. What Mania twenty five or you know coming down from the rafters? <laughs> That's right. your kids, man. Like when the world crushes you, you have a kid so that they can deal with it. Absolutely, <laughs> and then you give them some warrior tassels, and you call it a day. But actually, this comes up like I was talking to John Gabris. Uh, check out the episodes on the main feed right now. Uh, but he, uh, he was saying we, we were talking about his favorite moments in wrestling history. Yeah, and one of them was Papa Shango putting the curse on Warrior. Right, so great. And so I did a little research on it, which I, I, I'm sure you've like looked at stuff about it in the past or recently and it's like no it's one of the worst things ever and oh yeah right it was yeah. like the quotes it was like Bret Hart the, the, you know the biggest stiff in the biz like it's like him just being like this ruined wrestling this is the worst thing ever you know and you're like well to a, a kid kids love that yeah right and the boy I mean I, there, there was a, I don't know if it's still as much a thing now but there was a point a couple years ago where Papa Shango was by far the most popular res- wrestler amongst the boys in the locker room. I mean, just like, you know, guys guys that would ha- that were like be- just like active performers a few years ago love that shit. Right. And it's just cuz it's yeah, it's silly but it's it's great, man. Yeah. No, t- absolutely. Uh my, like Ultimo is my favorite wrestler by far growing up. By far. I didn't notice that his promos were insane. <laughs> I was like I just love that he was going like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, that's cool. Look at this guy; his muscles are like tighter than the other guy. Oh, I loved I love it. That. Loved it so much. I mean, yeah. I was uh, early on in my in my wrestling writing days. I think I went and did my first piece about a Survivor Series. I was going back through to try to remember my my favorite Survivor Series team, and I was like, oh, without a doubt, it was Ultimate Warrior, the Road Warriors, and Kerry Von Erich. Oh yeah. And I just looked at I, I I looked at a picture of them on my laptop, and I was like, I was really into steroids as a kid. <laughs> oh that's yeah. All I yeah. <laughs> Because it's similar to like why, and this will parlay into my next question to you, which I'm excited about, is uh, is like there isn't. All right, I've always said this on stage and stuff. It's like, like I'm like I love women, I, I love women. I'm attracted to women. They're beautiful. I'd rather be with women than men, you know. But I'm like, to me, there's like nothing. There's nothing about like there's nothing better than like a nice dude. Because I'm like, look at this. like how is that guy? How is Randy Orton the same species? Like, let alone the same species as me, the same gender, and this close to the same age? Yeah. Do you yeah. Know, like, like, we're like women, they're a whole different thing. Like, I'm not. I, I, it blows my mind. Anyway, okay, that brings us to our next thing, which is hashtag gay fame, uh, which is on the show. Uh, we, I've been asking my guests on the show, like, all right, which of these wrestlers? When you look at them, you go like, all right. If I were, if I were, you know, attracted to other men, which guy would I be like, ooh, that I, I, I would like to, ooh, look at this guy. It doesn't even have to be sexual. It's more just like, which guy you're like, look at this guy. That's the expression I'm using. <laughs> look at this guy. Yeah, look at this guy. You just go like, look at this guy. Hey, look at this guy. Whoa. You're like, <laughs> you're like uh, so is that the question? You're putting this to me right now? I mean, yeah, that's the question. What but... superstar is the sexiest to you? <laughs> yeah, which... I, 
Uh, it has to be a male superstar, yeah. and we know that you're yeah. we know you're straight, no, you know, no. engaged uh, guy. You know, all that's fine. Um, I thought you, you were going to specifically ask about having a romantic encounter, in which case I. Oh, you wanted me to go further. Well, I was then, trying well, to. I was, I, well, I, I was you, you qualify. I, th- I mean, listen. If you look at the if you look at the, the the main roster, I think that you know it's really hard to not put Finn Balor up at the top and yeah. just just attractiveness. If I was gonna have to pick somebody, I feel like that would be that would be it's too easy an answer though. Finn Balor's the, the hottest guy in class I, right now. I might, yeah, <laughs> I might I might go Roman Reigns just to make my fiance oh, yeah. jealous. Yeah, you know, just yeah, yeah. a real, nice. you know. I think if I got there first, that would really make her upset. Uh, big dog, yeah, yeah, the big dog. <laughs> but yeah, there'd be. I mean, listen, if you just want a great story to tell, you know, like yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe you just go like. You go. Uh, I can't even think. Maybe like Mark Henry or something like that. Just oh, wow. like what yeah, a yeah. fucking what a story. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> I know. I know Mark. So yeah. you know, like I, I think he'd probably be mad if he heard this. But uh, you know, that would that would be that would that would that would be a story to tell. Yeah, I mean, uh, the night goes well, you'll get to see sexual chocolate. That's true. Uh, that would be that quite would a be reputation. Fun. Yeah, yeah. All right, great. Cool, Next great. thing you know, you're you- you're raising uh, the hand with him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the hand is. Uh, uh, is motherless right now. Yeah. So I mean, it is something. It could, it could use a second parental figure the hand, in the hand's life, you know, to give it high fives. <laughs> right. Oh man! Or to punch it in the face? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What do you do with the hand? Cut its fingernails? Yeah. Oh, um, anyway. The <laughs> okay. So the hand, the best thing ever. Uh, the hand is if anyone came to me and was like, "You love wrestling so much, well, what about this hand?" I'd be like, "I have no argue, I have no defense." What about these hands? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, these hands. <laughs> okay. So you date Roman Reigns? Great. He come over. You'd be like wandering the lawn. He'd be like, "This is my yard." <laughs> Grab the hose. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. Let's let's get into it. So. Uh, um, uh, wait, when does this Andre doc drop? Oh, uh, April 10th, so, so like two days after Mania. April 10th? Oh, wow. two day- yeah. That's amazing. And so the Andre the Giant documentary, if you don't know, it's coming to HBO. Uh, support HBO. It, they they uh, employ my wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I get these Roman Reigns vests. Uh, <laughs> HBO cash. Uh that's awesome. So it comes out April 10th. And you were in you in, you you worked on it, right? Well, and you also yeah, I mean I'm I'm a like I, I think I am going to be I think that, I mean I don't know if they're going to have me in the credits as a as a associate producer or something, but I did work on it a little bit and like I, you know, I was there to answer emails from the director and yeah. for the, you know, everybody when they had had questions about stuff and and you know, this is this is a lot of it was deep wrestling history, you know. So I it was I I was researching as much as I was saying stuff on the top, off the top of my head. But then I was also in it. And I, uh, yeah, I got to, I got to, you know, see some of the interviews as they were doing them. And then I sat for, man, probably four hours or something and just like talked to Andre. At a certain point, it was just like. That's awesome. You you have four hours of Andre knowledge? Um, just. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, you sit for these things and it's like they, you know, at first they're like, you're having a conversation with the director. Right. And then after an hour, it's just sort of like, just tell me what you want. Just, just, just right. ask me the question. I will talk, you know, whatever. Totally. Um, but it's 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 super cool, man. I mean, it's a, there, there's so much. Andre's. I mean, the, the cool thing about Andre and the cool thing about this documentary, which I really think they that Jason Hare, the the director, did an amazing job of, is the story of Andre the Giant is not just. I mean, it's not just him. It's the story of wrestling going from the territorial era to like the WrestleMania era, and uh, so it starts off with him. I mean, it's his whole life. So it starts off with him, you know, growing up in France. But then he, you know, he starts wrestling in Europe, goes to Canada, and then hitches up with Vince McMahon Sr. and um, 
And then, you know, he's traveling the country, going to all these territories and, and uh, you know, squat, you know, just getting into tag. He either fights with the main person in every territory or, or starts a tag team with him to, f- to fend off the bad guys. Anyway, and then, if, and then you know, before long, he's WWF sort of starts taking over and he's just part of right. that show. And then we all know WrestleMania three and all that kind of stuff. But but, uh, you know, one of the that's one of the really cool storylines is just like how he dealt with being literally one of the most famous athletes in America or in the world, but, you know, in America for sure. And then, so, and then it's just sort of like, he ends up being like the biggest villain in pro wrestling. Right. You know I mean? And it's, that was hard for him. You know? Yeah. Cause it, I mean, at that time wrestling affected people. And if you were a heel, I feel like people actually would hate you in the streets then. They'd hate you in the streets. There's I mean, no social media listen, element I to I, soften. I don't want to give too much of the, of the, right. do, of the doc itself away, but yeah, I mean, imagine it's like, you know, if Dolph Ziggler, yeah, were if somehow Dolph Ziggler tomorrow were as hated as Andre was back in the day, Dolph Ziggler can put on a baseball cap, you know, and sunglasses. Yeah, he, he can hide that blonde hair and he can go to the bar. You know, Andre could not do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Andre the Giant, he could disguise himself as two kids on top of each other <laughs> who are doing a bad job. Yeah, and you know what I mean? Hello, I'm I'm two children trying uh, to yeah, see yeah. this movie. I'm definitely not two children. <laughs> Is that is that Andre? Is that you? No, it's two kids. <laughs> it's, two, it's I'm doing a reverse disguise. <laughs> um, all right, cool. All right, let's get into wrestling this week. So much to cover. Okay, okay. So Roman Reigns wins the elimination yes. chamber match, despite the fact that Braun Strowman eliminated all of everyone else except himself. So, uh, um. Well, I'll, I'll defer to you, uh, Shoemaker. How did you feel about this match? How did you feel about this booking? What do you What do you feel about the chamber? The, when you just said uh, everyone else except himself, it made me think that the way to book it w- should have been for them to have a stare for Roman and Braun to have a stare down, and Braun just and Braun for Braun to just say, "I know how this booking's going, damn it!" and then just eliminate himself somehow. So he would have <laughs> yeah. eliminated the most people in elimination right. chamber history. Yeah, yeah. No one's ever eliminated <laughs> six. six people without without winning the match. Then he'd go down to the history books. Yeah, um, that's great booking. I, I thought it was. I listen. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I, I you know, I, I recorded my own podcast, the Mask Man Show, already today, so I'm repeating a little bit, but. You know, WWE back themselves into a really weird corner for this right. match. They do it every year, but to have WrestleMania, I mean, on the on the on the eve of WrestleMania, to have a match with seven dudes in it going at it, and to but you're sort of obligated to not make any of them look bad because right. they all have WrestleMania matches in a month. Yeah, mm. so it's this really bizarre thing. So you know, you can see how they sort of divvied it up. They gave Seth his big run on Monday, you know, with the Gauntlet match, and yeah. just sort of let that be his story, and then. You know, Braun got to eliminate all these people, but then not win. And then Roman Reigns, you know, walks away with the victory. I, I got to say, I, I'm I'm excited about. I'm, I'm tentatively, cautiously excited about Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. I'm 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 happy to see how they tell the story. The Monday night was a good first step, but yeah. more than anything, I'm sort of just like happy for this to be over. I'm happy. For, I'm happy to stop spending every literally for the past three years. We have lived in a world in which we assumed Roman Reigns would be winning the title at WrestleMania. Right. And even though they've gone these other directions over the past couple of years, it's just like, just let it end, you know? And also, frankly, I'm ready for, you know, Brock Lesnar as as absentee champion to be over, too. Absolutely. I mean, I agree with everything you said. I think, here, here's here's the weird thing to me, is like, I think we would have, uh, uh, yeah, I, I 
I'm excited to see this match also, especially after the promo on Monday, which we'll get into. I just think that, like, WWE, what drives everyone nuts is when WWE is, feels 0% merit-based. Yes. You know what I mean? When, when WWE feels like it's like, okay, well, Roman Reigns was going to get this regardless, and the fact that Braun Strowman, who grabbed the brass ring harder than you ever could this year. Yeah. At, this was Braun Strowman's year. Like, he had the best year. He killed it. I mean, he yeah. was so over. The heat he got, no matter how bad the booking was, he would lose every pay-per-view match. He lost to Reigns. Then he, he lost to Lesnar. He still was, was so hot. And I think that it doesn't even help Reigns when you completely ignore that heat. Like, that's that's my thought. It's like, I think Braun Strowman should have won. And then I think the way they booked it also was kind of silly because it was like, all right, He's so it's going to be indicative of exactly metaphorically what's happening, which is look, Strowman is so dominant, he's so over, he's putting on all this great show, and then also at the, he's also Roman is going to be the the guy who can beat him. Yeah, which I was like, God, they're going to boo so hard, and surprisingly, unless they're messing with the audio, I don't. They're not booing Roman as hard as I would think they would boo him. Yeah, Roman's in a weird space now where he's. Uh, I think people are, are coming around him a little bit. You yeah. know, I mean, like the Cena cycle is sort of like getting it's it's the same thing, but it's just a shorter cycle for Roman Reigns. That I just, but but I feel like people wear themselves out, sort of booing him on the way in. Right. And then if he <laughs> if he wrestles a good match, you know, then we're then then people are kind of okay with it by the end. Yeah, you know, you're upset with the booking, but you're not mad at the guy so much. Absolutely, and I I think that I think. I like Roman Reigns as a wrestler. Like his his, his matches yeah. are great. I'm excited to see Brock Reigns, just like you. Like I think that, uh, especially with the start they had, I, I I just think that Reigns could have been if they followed the merit based concept a little bit. I understand that it's a fine line between letting the IWC and the crowd book your matches and yeah. your show. There's a fine line between that and then. You know, and between just being like a full-on meritocracy, like there's a, there's a line there. But I think like Reigns, if they chose a better moment, if this wasn't four years deep of him headlining Mania, yeah. he probably we could have found a real a more organic moment in that time, like Strowman's having right now. It's true. I mean, I but I was I mean I put I said Reigns was you know I thought you could make the case that he was the wrestler of the year last year, and Strowman certainly had the had the I mean you I agree with everything you're saying, but like. If you want to talk about merit, I mean, Reigns like got like put Strowman there. You know, Reigns put Strowman Absolutely. over, and he got a lot of good matches at him at a, at a period where like we weren't sure that that Braun Strowman could wrestle, and you know there it was a uh, he he was a big part of that too. So I mean, I don't know. It's and and at this point, and they all like, respect him. Like I'm saying, all the wrestlers love Roman. Roman. Like uh, the uh, last time I was working with him, the last time I saw. The last time I was amongst wrestlers in real life was at SummerSlam, and uh, I mean, like you know, casually, and I was. Went back to the the talent hotel with with Peter Rosenberg, my buddy, and we were. I was. Yeah, I always keep my distance to these places. I feel. I always feel super weird. I, mean, I always say like, you know, I go to these WrestleMania after parties or things with talent there, and I always say like, if any wrestler has like like one less beer because they think that there's media there, then I feel oh, terrible. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I never report like I don't like break news like that's never my thing. But right. so anyway, I was there and we were. Just, I was like hanging out in the against the wall basically and and talking to some friends. But Roman Reigns comes in in like a you know in like a hoodie and just like sits at a table and you can tell that he's the center of gravity in the room. Mm. Him and you know the the surprising the, the maybe surprising 
the other person in that category was Nia Jax. Like she was like she was holding court and everybody right. was just like lie it was just like lining up to like talk to her. I stuff. mean, those are two people with big presences. Yeah, for sure. Physically. Yeah. For, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it seems like every time I hear an uh, uh you know, a shoot interview, like I saw Strowman one time be like Who's a better guy to work with than Roman Reigns, you know? Yeah. And he does make guys look awesome. I, you know, think about that chair shot that he took. You're right. That chair shot he took from Strowman this year. The time where, he, like, Strowman tossed him into that ambulance. He sold the fuck out of that. Yeah. Um, he, let him hit, he let him hit him with a car. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that really happened. That was true. But all right. So, all right. I'm excited for this match also, and I've said it. Roman, let's just get it over with because I think Roman... I've said it on this podcast a million times. Roman is the best option for the guy to beat. Yeah. Right? Like, you want a guy. First off, we want a guy who's going to be there every week. It's time for, there's too much talent for this belt not be exist in existence, you know? And as much as Miz wants to claim that the IC belt is the more important belt, it doesn't, it's not really, you know? Um uh, I mean, maybe they could have booked it that way. But yeah, as that, it, I was going to say the same thing. Right. As it stands right now, Brock Lesnar still feels like the bigger deal than Miz, whether he, you know, it's good for uh, kayfabe uh, reasons. But, yeah, so Roman Reigns being the guy holding the strap, and we get to see one of these awesome guys is going to be Finn, Rollins. One of these guys beat him for the belt. That's going to be that's gonna be a good moment to move wrestling forward and make some legitimacy of that universal title. Oh, yeah. I've always said, I mean, with, with Cena, it, with, with, Cena's thing was – he was the guy, especially I'm talking back to like the CM Punk era, but then Daniel Bryan, everybody else since then. Cena was the guy who made the wrestler you care about seem important by standing in the ring next to him. Yes. Right? If you made it to you, no matter what you thought about Cena, we know when you made it into the ring with him, that that made you feel better than if Cena weren't there at all. Right. It doesn't matter that, that CM Punk's holding the world championship if he's feuding with Alberto Del Rio only, you know, and Cena's not around. Totally. So Roman Reigns is a similar thing. I think the, the most powerful thing that Roman Reigns has going for him is the feeling that they're always going to put him over. And so, like, they've used this now a few times um, where they'll put him, you know, he'll be in in endgame. And it's just like, all right, it's the Royal Rumble. Roman Reigns is going over or whatever. I mean, and, and, and sometimes he does. Right. But uh, but when he doesn't, you know, when like when Finn beat him in the uh, in the Universal Championship tournament, wait, wasn't that when he did yeah. like, way back? And like like when they when they put someone over him, it, it works so well. And I think that that's gonna be the power if he wins at wrestlemania it's gonna be like people are gonna be climbing over each other to get in line to get that shine right you know to get, I mean. to get to get to right. get that pop off of finally beat it i mean that should be his gimmick right? I mean, he should just be like we should have roman reign shirts that just say like get in the ring and you know get over yeah because you know? because <laughs> if, if you're fighting him you're getting over that's what i'm saying the guy to beat is like what i'm saying is like he feels like the guy to beat yeah. if it's like i want to go i want to become big you beat john cena but that's clearly now diminished the only problem and i agree with that that's the problem with Strowman. Strowman is not the guy to beat mm -hmm. like he's kind of like the flavor of the month in, in in a way and i get that's why that you know they probably hesitated on giving it to him plus this was locked in for a long time yeah this match we knew about it for a year that we were gonna get this right. match but the problem with reigns where he fails the way john cena fails in being being this role, whatever we're calling it, whatever you call, I, I, I'm calling it the guy to beat. But I think it's the yeah. same point you're making. Uh, uh, is like the king. He's wearing the crown. Is that his look to me is like all wrong. Like his whole repackaging is like uh, when he comes out and he's wearing that vest. It doesn't. It feels like 
IC champion to me. Like, I can't get over yeah. the fact that he's not showing the full torso. And you know I like a nice man's physique. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I like a nice pumped-up chest. Cena always had the dumb shorts on, right? But he, yeah. but his, you showed his upper body and be like, oh, fuck. Look at yeah. this guy. This guy is working hard. Yeah. This guy's like The Rock. Yeah. Reigns, it's like he's... I can't get over the thing. It's like he's covering up and that. And then it, plus the logo's bad. The yes. music is the Shield's music. It's we say it all the time, but it's like, when are they gonna learn? Like he got if he came out at Mania in fucking undies, I'd be all in on the Roman rights. His mistake though, I mean, I don't know, it was a mistake. He was he got into really sick shape when he was down in Florida. Oh, like, he looked like, great. He he was only on TV like two times or whatever, but he was like he was well he was there's one there was a Shield triple threat before the Shield was a thing. The, I think it was FCW, but you can still find that on. I don't know if it's on the network or YouTube or where I watched it recently. Oh, I'll find it. He's shirtless. It's, I'll it's, find it. It's nuts. But then he like, but he was thin. He was thinner then. He looks sort of like Rollins looks now. Oh, wow. But then he had. I think that he did, they just brought him on a squash match like right before he in the in the area in the space not too long before he got called up for the Shield, and he just looked ridiculous. He looked like. Like two the model Rick Martels taped together. He looked yeah. he was in such good shape, and uh, and he was wearing the briefs. And then I guess like you know he he's I think he's on the record where he just like he can't keep the he can't stay as cut as he was when he's on the road. You know right. it's just you, there's there's some guys a lot of people your life changes dramatically when you go from I'm living in a gym to like I'm living in a like a rented Hyundai. You right. know and uh, and but so I think that now now it's like every time he probably takes the shirt off he's like trying on. Other wrestling apparel, it's just like Vince is just sighing in disappointment. You know, he's seen what he can be, right. and he's not the same anymore. So he's got to leave the shirt on. Well, why doesn't he let him juice up? Uh, there's a wellness policy in place that yeah. makes that impossible. Yeah, but it's, he doesn't. You know, I'm gonna, no, no, anyway. I think I think he probably. I'm I'm sure he looks great. I just don't. He's just not. He's just not like you know Rick Rude under there. Right, so. right. But I'm not saying he's got to look like Rick Rude. I agree. I'll take I'll take Attitude I, Era Austin. There was nothing. Right? The, the, my when I was growing up watching wrestling or rock. Oh yeah, Attitude Era Austin was great. Attitude Era Rock. But I remember growing up watching like old like the NWA, you know, the Crockett territories. I guess when WCW was first starting up, and there's something just like. Like none of those guys were in shape, right? But there's nah. there's some. It's so much scarier to see a guy with a body like Buzz Sawyer in underwear, right? Right? <laughs> like yeah. if, like to to totally. see like when they keep on trying to they're fi- they're figuring out like eight hundred different ways to like make Eric Rowan fully clothed, but so whatever. Just like that dude, if he came out in briefs, would be the scariest guy in WWE. Absolutely. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I think there's something well, like Apollo. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Hero. Mm-hmm. When I was seeing him at PWG with no shirt on, I'm like, that's a great look. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't I'm like you don't well, have to obviously it's not like perfect, but it's like, oh, he's he's so athletic and he moves like that. But there's something about having your shirt off. It's a Can't Dusty Rhodes thing, man. I mean, yeah. like that's like, like Dusty Dusty was the most most over guy in the world. That's right, Daddy. Um no. <laughs> um okay, but here, like, let's cut to this promo on on Monday, Roman Cut. Great. I thought this was maybe the best promo of his career. Yeah. I I don't remember a better yeah. promo. Maybe he had one with Cena that I liked during yeah. that, but there was this one was the most effective to me. Were you thinking it, of the one when Cena wasn't there? Like yeah. they went back and forth a couple times, and then Cena wasn't there, and he cut a really good promo on him. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like to think I thought this promo was like framed in the way where it was like, "You might not like me, but I'm better for wrestling." Yeah, you know what I mean. And I was like, "You know what? You're right." Yeah, <laughs> and so that makes me want you to win, right? He's yeah. I'm completely. Turned on Brock like he was not there. Now the question to you, and you might know: 
and then I'll get your opinion on this promo. Yeah. Is was this a sh- was this uh, a work for Brock to not show up? I, I have no idea. I, I haven't even had a chance to like text anybody to find out. I think. I mean, I generally with you know with pro wrestling, if you like, you know, all of the history of wrestling. I mean, there's like everything is conflicting with itself, right? Two different right. people tell the same story, and they're totally different. You got to kind of just like do Occam's razor and see what makes the most sense with that, but. Watching it to me, it was like there's no way there's no way Lesnar was really supposed to be there. If Lesnar was really supposed to be there, they would have pushed that segment till the very end of the show with hopes right. that his, you know, limo would show up or right. whatever. But it, but if he said he wasn't going to come out, then like we're not going to end the show. We'll oh, end the show you mean, with Rousey. You, mean you think he was backstage and he was just like, nah, I'm like like I'm renegotiating my contract back here. I'm saying that because they booked, they said Lesnar and Reigns were going to go face to face. On Monday. It just beggars belief to me. Especially, I mean, and honestly, I thought Roman Reigns is, is I think he's a fantastic performer, and that was a great promo. I, I would be shocked if that was a, if that was impromptu. You know, if that, yeah. not, not, no. even if they had 30 minutes to jot down some outlines, that would shock me. No, it was definitely not impromptu because he had a clear acting moment, okay? I'm from an actor, okay? Yeah. I nailed an audition today. But I, no, I, uh, yeah. I actually did. But I, uh, I'm sure we'll get it, uh, you know. Too now short. you jinxed it. Too yeah. short, too short. That's nah, fine. I don't care. Uh, uh, but no, but I'm saying there was cl- a clear moment where he was like, truth, the yeah. truth, ooh, the truth is a word. And you're like, all right, this is like, <laughs> this was like bullet pointed for him. Yeah. But I'm saying that like, he said up until 20 minutes ago, I thought Rock- Brock was going to be here. Yeah. And that I kind of believed. And then at the end of the promo, he had a great line, which was like, oh, I'm going to go back and get my, a- I'm going to take my chewing, right? Yeah. Uh, what did he say? He said, uh, my you take, I'm going to take my ass chewing. Yeah. Like, because he was like, oh, I broke kayfabe a little bit here. Yeah. I, this, and I was like, "How? I wonder if any of that is true. Probably not. Yeah. Right? Not, probably, it was all probably work, but it was a great work shoot. Yeah. I believe this. Here's what I believe, and I'm I'm known anytime I say what I believe, people are like, you're the fucking markiest dude walking this planet. But I believe that Brock didn't show up. And then they wrote that promo for Rent. Yeah, but they had to know that Brock. I mean, that Brock wasn't there when, like, the five times that Michael Cole was screaming, like, we're gonna have a face to face showdown in the ring. He just seemed he he seemed like he was he was you know uh, he was he was screaming it so loudly that it seemed like he was putting one over on us. Like, I didn't it, say maybe, the time. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I didn't say the time. I think they might have known that Brock wasn't gonna show up at like one p.m. Oh right. You know what I mean? Like I think I think it's very possible Brock's like kid was sick or something, mm. and like he was like I can't be there. And they're like, you know what? We'll use this. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I think we would have heard if he was back there. Maybe I just missed that news bite, but I think we would we would have heard if there was some actual controversy going on. Well, this this was in Anaheim, and Brock was in Vegas on Sunday, right? Yeah, and they out didn't use Dana him White. for anything. So I don't know. Uh, and now I'm wondering if like the picture with Dana White was that was part work. of the, was that a work too? Because they mentioned Dana White on Monday, and we know they kind of work together, Fuck. right? Yeah. How much do we get work? This Jesus. is beautiful. This is beautiful. Right? How deep the, does this go? Yeah, the only, I mean, yes, I think that that's, that's a conspiracy theory that's really interesting to me. I think Dana White is, uh, I think all the shit that he talked about WWE over the years was just performance for the yeah. most part. I mean, yeah. also, there was a real rivalry, and he had he had some real issues on the corporate side with advertisers trying to convince people he wasn't wrestling, you know, I mean, that this oh, wasn't right. the same thing. So he had a probably, he was probably pissy about that too, but for a lot of it, it that was just him, perfor- like, Acting like he's so much better than them just to rile up the fans or yeah. whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, all right. Last thing I'll say about this, unless you have any more thoughts about Ryan's. I thought it was great. I, I thought the promo was great. Also, his control as a performer, like in the ring with the mic, 
The dude can command the room now. He, he's gotten way, way better. When guys. he's out, when he's out there alone, it seems like he's really got it now. Totally, he's bad in the back and forth, but yeah. he can remember bullet points better than ninety percent of that fucking <laughs> that back room. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a locker room. No, it's a back room. Uh, back. What's past Gorilla? <laughs> 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 yeah. So, um, oh, also one thing about Reigns I want to say that I like about his look, just to compliment him, is uh, well, his beautiful face, great looking dude. Uh, I like how he like shaves his hair. Do you see that? <laughs> yeah. What I don't know what that's called. I don't know either. There was a big thing when I was growing up yeah. in like the ninety. We're like I don't know if it was a grunge era thing, but like everybody would shave the sides and back of their head as they were growing their hair out. You know, so it'd be more like a, everyone looked like a cupcake. I think you it's know? a shape up. Well, yeah. No, oh, it, I but guess now, it would be like an under, like, like a temple undercut yeah. or something. Yeah, but he's got it shaved in the back too. Yeah, they just got it's. it's it looks real, cool. It's real nice. Anyway. Um, uh, all right. Anyway, cool. So uh, we got a cash in about Roman Reigns that we're gonna play. Uh, this is from my buddy Jason Shabira. Let's hear it. Sierra Hotel, Echo, Bravo, India, Romeo, Oscar, Shabira. This is Jason Shabiro. I am on the road to WrestleMania, and I am back on the Comedians of Wrestling podcast with a hot take. This one's piping hot, fresh out the oven. It is a scorcher, if you will. Now, I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan, but as we all know, he cut the best promo of his life on Monday Night Raw. He cut the best promo I've ever seen him do, and then he called Brock Lesnar a bitch. That's an exclamation point. But that's not my hot take. My hot take is, after what I've seen on Monday Night Raw this week... Roman Reigns has finally earned the right to put the blue contact lenses back in his eyes. I am ready for the baby blues. This man deserves it. <laughs> Team Aquamarine for life. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, okay, cash in from Jason Shapiro. Um, yeah, so that was good. Uh, sure, <laughs> I agree. So, uh, <laughs> should you make any strong opinions on the baby blues? I think it's a slap in the face to all of us less attractive men in the world. Like, if yeah. you look like Roman Reigns, yeah. you're built like Roman Reigns. You know, he should just be like he, he does not need to do another thing yeah. to look more to look to be better looking. Oh yeah, that is like, the big like dog. dark like dark features and blue eyes. Not fair. Yeah, not fair. Yeah. Oh yeah. The way he looks. I mean, he he should be Swarthy. like riding a horse, bust through the window of your house, and just bang your wife and leave. I mean, look at that guy. Anyway, and you, and you thank him. Yeah, you thank him, <laughs> and you thank him for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, Randy Orton comes in and steals your wife. Right. Um, all right. Anyway, I, I don't know. Are you following this? <laughs> this is this is what I we was covered. at SmackDown last night. Yeah. I was I was up. I was uh, watching from a skybox. I forgot who it was, but somebody. Oh, I didn't remember who it was. I think it was. I think it was uh, the famous actor Clark Duke. It was just, when Randy Orton came on the screen. It's just yeah. like he looks weird with all that hair. And then and then Clark was just like, yeah, he looks like he's a guy who would just walk into your house and be just like, I'm going to be sleeping with your mom for a little while, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then just like you can't say anything to him. You go to your room until yeah. you hear your mom stop moaning. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I think right now with his hair, he's starting to look like a like a greaser. Oh, like yeah. you know, he has like a '50s vibe. Well, he's about like ten he, seconds from getting like the fucking. Like that, like fashy fucking. Oh like, yeah, like the like the undercut or whatever. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. he's two seconds away from it's. That. It's. I, I'm very interested. This is one of my favorite storylines in all professional wrestling. Is where is Randy Horton's hair going? Like it's a very. <laughs> it's an. It's a really like he's had the shave for so long. I was. Yeah. A, I was a big mark for his first. His, 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 when he first debuted, he had like this sort of longish curly hair. 
Oh you yeah, it was a little <laughs> bit, a little bit cowboy Bob Ortony. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really crazy. That guy, by the way, um, I think I've probably said this before a hundred times, but of all of the wrestlers I've ever seen in real life, Randy Orton is the one who's not. You don't think of him as a giant or something, but if you see him in real life, you're really that's the you were saying it before. Right? How are we the same species? Yeah, I saw him and, and John Jones in the same restaurant on the same night. John Jones, I mistook for like a waiter, and <laughs> uh, and and Randy Orton looked like. Like an alien king come down. He was wearing like yeah. track pants and a t shirt. This guy is like so enormous. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Randy Orton just oozes of professional wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's insane. The, I mean, he, the guy's a snake, a viper, if you will. All right. So, uh, one thing I want to say uh, is uh, so th- this week on. Um, this week on Raw uh, and, and Elimination Chamber, I feel like Mania is shaping up to look pretty good. The card yeah. is looking pretty good. But, like, despite. A lot of things they're doing weird. I think, like there's, it seems like they're doing. They're like, I don't. I want to call it like laziness. Uh, and as we go through stuff, you'll see what I mean. But there's a lot of stuff where you're like, you could do a little more work here to make this make more sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for example, let's get so Alexa Bliss wins the Elimination Chamber, right? Oof. But so then on Raw they just announce and Oscar wins the Ajax. They, Michael Cole just announces like, all right, we we it's official, like. Asuka is facing Alexa Bliss at yeah. Yeah. at Mania, and you're like, "Well, what happened to that whole like she has a choice thing? Yeah, did did, did I miss something? No, they took her agency away. Right, yeah. exactly. Like that. You're they like sometimes they just like we take this thing so much more seriously than they do. <laughs> is what I always feel. Right. I, this is one of the most perplexing things to me. The choice was obviously just to get out of jail card for when because they weren't sure if they were going to give Rousey assault like a title match. Right. They, they ended up not doing it. And then when they when it became clear we're putting Rousey in this tag match, then they were like, "Erase, just forget." Like you know, it's like the Men in Black like m- memory thing, <laughs> yeah, memory yeah. wipe. It's just like. Just forget that we made all these sort of like, you know, qualifications along the way. If we had known what Ra- Rousey was doing when we signed her, we would there would never have been any doubt on TV. We would have just said it's it's you know, it's Oscar Alexa done deal. Right. It's like it's it's kind of like it's to me it's like insulting. It's like yeah. come on. I, I'm like following the continuity here. I like the story. Yeah. Just all Oscar has to do is I don't know, of all the 20 minutes she's wasting in the ring, just say, I choose you? That's, like, that difficult? Yeah. Well, I, I don't understand that at all. Anyway, so Alexa Bliss wins the chamber. How did you feel about the female, the first ever? It was fantastic. Groundbreaking, revolutionary match. The women's in the elimination chamber opening up. The yeah, game. it was fantastic. I mean, we've we've officially gotten to the point where, like, my expectation for, expectations for the women's division are just always too high. You know, it's really, right. it's really hard. I mean, the... They they found a nice little rhythm though with the rumble and the chamber where they you know they there's an opportunity for a little bit of uh, uh, like Gaga as Bruce Prichard would say you know there's a lot there's enough other stuff going on between the between using the cage in the elimination chamber and all of the like the old schoolers coming back for for the rumble where you can mix in a lot of different things because not every major women's match is going to be you know Sasha Bailey from NXT or whatever you know I mean right. but but um. But I love that elimination chamber, man. I thought it was I thought it yeah. was really good. They I was t- really into they it. told a really good story from beginning to end. And um, you know, Alexa going over was the right move. And it it didn't feel deflating in the way that some of these like you know, a lot of times the big matches between the Rumble and WrestleMania, you just know what's gonna happen. You feel like you know and no, no or no matter what happens, you feel like after the match that it was obvious. And uh I thought they earned it, man. It was it was a really good I enjoyed every step of it. Totally. I mean uh, Alexa Bliss is, uh, I said it, she's the best 
she's the best, uh, in my opinion, the best female talent they have uh, because of her mic work. It's the thing that's lacking across the board in the women's division, and she is great at it. I feel bad for her a lot of the times. Like, even when we think back to the, like, Bailey, uh, this is your life segment. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, like, that was, you're like, mm. people were, like, shitting on that. But you're like, even if you watch that, she's pretty good in that. Like, she's doing her best. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't have a lot to work with for someone with the charisma she has. So she wins this. She wins the match. Also, uh, she wins it, but she had some great spots where she's climbing the chamber. Yeah. Like, all that stuff. Her just, like, evading and being, like, tiny was amazing. It made me realize that, like, that she is great in match in specialty matches or stipulation yeah. matches like she on when she does like a one-on-one i'm worried that that may, whatever asuka uh alexa bliss i'm worried that if it's just a straight up one-on-one match that it like it'll fall flat but if they put it in a cage i think it'll be really good yeah i mean i, I don't disagree with that at all i think i mean i think they both have I think it's as far as like you know how excited I am for a wrestle for all the WrestleMania matches compared to how confident I am in them. I think there's the biggest disparity in that match, not just because of their skill, but like you know this card's going to be so full. This could be they they could get slotted in for six minutes or something like that. You know, and yeah. It's get, but Ugh, that would um, be so terrible. But and but also I mean like last I, year I went to the bathroom during the SmackDown women's match when I was I went I was in the bathroom I heard all their music play and before I left the bathroom to pee to yeah. pee the match was over. Yeah. <laughs> I was washing my hands and heard Naomi's music playing. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's a, that, that's what I mean. I mean, I just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, and I mean, and Oscar's, you know, it's not like she's not Brock Lesnar with these like 6-minute title matches or whatever, right. but you know, I mean, we I think that I don't think that anything that we've seen on the main roster should give us confidence that she she's like, you know, going to be an excellent Marathon, you know, half hour match. You don't want to see Squashka? No, I, I think that she's amazing, and I think that she's one of like a handful of surefire talent. You know, sure, like star. Yeah, yeah. Oscar. I mean, I but I agree with everything you said about Alexa too. I think that I'm I'm really excited for this match. Um, but you know, who, I have no idea how it's going to go on the main card. Yeah, but so right, like a couple things is like I think if they put it in a cage, then like she has some tools, which is like Alexa is very like. Uh, she's like crafty or whatever, right? Like, because yeah. yeah. even like her finish, it's like a DDT in the chamber. She did it off the top rope, and you're like, oh, that looked like you can win a match with that. Yeah. Where normally when she does it, you're like, all right, that's her finish, just like a DDT from three feet, <laughs> you know what I mean? like or like from two feet down. Like it's not, it's not the impact doesn't look high. So if she can do something off the cage like that, that. Uh, blisted sister, what's her move? The twisted, twisted bliss. <laughs> if you get blisted sisters, good. Yeah, yeah. blisted sisters, great. Uh, um, blisterine. She could, she could do that. that. I mean, that would be really cool. The other thing is that what was really cool here was an example of like this continuity you were talking about. It was really nice to see Alexa. It was like a couple weeks in a row being like, is she going face? Yeah. Is she going face? And it's like the continuity was fucking great. And it's like, no, of course not. Yeah. And you saw it coming. It was so satisfying, which is like, and I'm uh, better than all she, of you. She, <laughs> she, she uh, yeah, she fl- she turned the corner at exactly the right moment. She really, it was like, it reminded me weirdly of Mark Henry's fake retirement, you know, where it was <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah. he, he carried us along just long enough before it, he like told, before it turned out he was, he was, you know, bullshitting. Yeah, that's a perfect analogy. It's It was like, it was, it was, you're right that the the moment happened at the right time. It's hard to thread that needle. Because even even if you watch like barbershop window, yeah. it's a little late. 
Oh, like, if yeah. you rewatch it, you're like, all right. Like, he turned him a little bit. You, all right, he's setting him up for a kick here. You know, like, some of the best moments yeah. don't ha- It's really hard to time. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, and we got so, okay. So, Alexa versus Asuka, that match is going to be a question mark of good. Sasha versus Bailey, we've set up. It's gonna be a great kickoff show match. What do you think <laughs> at, at Mania? I think this match has like a great story to it. It's kind of a bummer it doesn't have the stakes to be. I mean, will that be on the main card at Mania? It's really hard, especially with ever you know with with so many title matches that like you yeah. can't you can't. I mean, obviously they've they've done title matches in the pre-show before, but it but the pecking order is a little bit more defined when you have you know two Universal and WWE titles, two women's titles, tag team titles, IC. U.S. to get a championship. It's, right. it, it wouldn't surprise me if Sasha and Bailey were on the pre-show. That said, yeah, depending on what they do on the SmackDown side, it might. I mean, Sasha Sasha Bailey might be one of the few chances for like a real you know four star match on the whole show. They're probably better off on the kickoff show if they could give them fifteen minutes. Yeah, give them on time. the kickoff show because I remember last year the Neville Aries match was uh, like yes. really great to watch. When I was there live, the only thing I heard it was that it was like in the full daylight. Yeah, you know, people were still shuffling in, but this the Superdome, the sil- the Silver Dome. No, 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 no. Oh, look at that! Look at that mess up. You guys remember that guy, yeah. Hulk Hogan? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. He doesn't remember himself. But the Superdome he, uh, is covered, right? It's not going to be an open dome. Yeah. Uh... So it'll. The pre-show will feel more like the main show. It's true. I know it's impossible for so many reasons, but it, this is the sort of th- conversation that makes me just want just dream of making WrestleMania a two-night event. Yeah, the full weekend. Oh, wow. I know. Just do NXT on Friday, and then and then the Saturday can be the lesser show. You can say like you know we're gonna let whatever we're gonna let the, the women's champion be the main event, or even just like just do the NXT thing. We're like Sasha and Bailey's not for anything, but this is gonna be a thirty-minute yeah. minimum match, and we're gonna let them go on last. You Absolutely. Know? I uh, are you going to Mania? Yeah, yeah. I'm going as well. You want to hang out, man? I, I would love to. That'd be great. Uh, no, I just picked up my NXT tickets. I'm sitting on the ramp on the uh-huh. floor there. Gonna You're be literally on the floor. I'm on the floor. I'm going to be on the floor. Sitting I'm going to be actually with a f- holding a fire hydrant and a Gatorade under the ring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but is it? There's always Gatorade there, right? Isn't yeah. Always someone pointed out there was like a picture uh, from the elimination chamber when I think somebody like flipped the uh, the apron up and there was like every kind of soda. Like <laughs> there was a picture on Twitter like, man, I got every kind of soda under the ring. <laughs> Who's drinking this soda? I don't know. There's like, but there, you could see like a bucket. There was like Coca Colas yeah, and like Sprite. It's a case so it's like, like mid show. They like pick up a sponsorship and they're like, all right, Elias, go out there, spray him with some code red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to their, oh, we go. We're, we're close to nabbing Sprite. And, the, and then Roman Reigns comes out, kind of promo. Just be like, yo, Sprite was supposed to sponsor us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is a I funny know, thing. It's a funny why, word. I don't know why I'm covering for this soda. It's just lemon lime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, he's, yeah, yeah. I'm sick of it, man. Uh, Sierra Mist is the. <laughs> Roman Reigns Sierra is, Mist. Tango. <laughs> Sierra Mist. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Prepper. Uh, okay. So, all right, let's move on to Ronda Rousey. Ra- Ra- Rowdy Ronda. Oh, it's we Rousey. are we are weeks away from people just screwing that up constantly. Ronda Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Ra- Rowdy Ronda Ra- Ra- Oh, that calls for a flub, doesn't it? Ronda Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Roundy Roundy Roundy. What do we got here? We got uh 
My flubs. Oh, I got a flub board now. Look at Did that. you just say that me as WWE Universe said Russell? Whoa. No, 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 listen. Oh, man, this is no, one of my no. favorite ones. Hold on a second. Hold on what? Listen. When we do stuff in the ring, we do it in the ring. We don't do we don't do the issues here. We do our we let We don't when we do stuff, we do it in the ring. We don't do the issues here. <laughs> I love that. We gotta get a lucha thing. WWE champion Jinder Mayhem. <laughs> okay. Can't name the can't say the champion's name. Right. Okay, so anyway, enough about Kurt Angle's stroke. So let's get into uh Ronda Rousey. So at the paper at the elimination chamber. She signs a contract, puts Triple H through a table, gets slapped by Stephanie. I think that she was really terrible at this pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. She was terrible at the last pay-per-view, and then she was serviceable on Raw. Yeah, yeah. Right? Headed in, head in the right direction. Right. Any, uh, 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 Shoemaker, any thoughts on this? I, I talked about this a lot on my show today. I'm, I'm a little bit conflicted. I'm Mass glad, man I'm the glad that they're, I'm glad that they're doing, I'm glad that, you know, they're, that they're being smart enough to put her in this tag match. Um. As a Triple H mark, I'm a little bit disappointed that this is his slot at WrestleMania. Really? Oh, I mean, it's, listen, I get the complaint that when he's, like, taking a job from somebody else. Right. But we got a lot of—there are a lot of younger wrestlers on the roster that could benefit from beating Triple H at WrestleMania. Yeah, it could be a Finn Triple H match would or be cool. Or Braun Strowman or, you know, whatever. Yeah. They set that up at Survivor Series sort of, but, like— uh, But he, but keep in mind, Triple H has lost a lot at WrestleMania. I, yeah. He only beats Sting with a sledgehammer and the help of DX. It so. doesn't matter, y'all. You, you, when you get that when you get to that age, you just got to, like, you know, take a lot of HGH and then lose matches. That's Absolutely. it. That's your that's your lot in life. He's got that power of doing goofs on Fallon, uh. coursing through his veins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, but but anyway, I, I'm I'm happy. I think that's the right move. I'm glad that we're not. I'm glad that I'm not spending the next month just like half nervous that she's going to ruin WrestleMania and I'm going to be sad. Mm -hmm. You know, right? Sad for her and sad for WWE. It is the right move for Ronda. I agree. Trip. I, I agree. Like something about it being mixed. It's like if last year was Miz versus Cena, yeah. I would have been really excited for it. Yeah. But because it was like, all right, it's a mix. It's like, okay, this is like just a goofy mixed tag match, you know. Uh, it, those are worthy of Facebook yeah. <laughs> live now. So why, you know, I, but there's there's something about it where it's like, oh, but it's Stephanie and Triple H. When I'm there, I'm going to have fun. The entrance will be really cool. Triple H will come out on like a horse with Stephanie. Like, like they'll be have connected ponytails like Avatar <laughs> or something. You yes. Know? I, I, I'll watch that. Isn't it weird to see like Ronda, like or anybody but her specifically, be that nervous in the ring? Yeah, like it's so like like visibly nervous. Yeah, like, but she's stiff and she's like almost like totally. But I will say this: it's crazy for someone who's been have been this exposed for this long, yeah. uh, and also has fought in arenas. It's not like that different. I guess it's it's a different skill. But I'm saying being in front of that many people, I think, like I could. I guess comparing me to her is different. She's not a performer. She just goes in and fights, right? right. Somebody, yeah, somebody told me, suggested, and I don't buy it, but someone su suggested to me that, like, she's got some version of the yips or, like, she's shell-shocked from when she lost her UFC title and it's still affecting her. I and mean, you hmm. saw a lot of that when she was, you know, talking to Ramona Shelburne after she lost the, the whole thing about just being, like, super depressed and right. uh, and, and everything. And, and I, I, you know, I don't want to diagnose anybody from long distance, but... Uh, What's your professional diagnosis? My professional, yes. But yeah, no, but it does seem like that she gets out there and she's just sort of like, like she's a different person than she was when she was jumping over the barricade, you know, at WrestleMania a few years ago. Yeah. So, but that said, there's no reason to, like, that's, that's, that's a pretty extreme diagnosis, especially when, like, we've seen how many 
Hollywood actors have we seen getting that ring to promote their movie or their TV show and just they can't find the speed? You yeah. know, you can't, you, they, they just fuck it up. So, it's a whole different muscle, but I mean, Josh Jamal killed it this week. I gotta say, he's um, great. I mean, you know the people who watch wrestling that no, you know, totally, yeah, they, you can tell the difference. But it's still, it's it's still a lot of, and it, part of this is you see in the transition from NXT to the main roster, you're you're just operating at a different volume. You know, you're yeah. playing to, and I, I think I was saying this about two hundred five. You know, the other week they're actually two like it's almost too campy in two hundred five live. Like right. all, all their gimmicks are built for the back row. You know, at this point, we're, you're playing for the TV cameras, but the TV cameras are, you know, f- like 30 rows back. Like that's that's your that's your target. And if you're used to playing to cameras that are like five feet away, you're you, you're going to have to figure it out. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And let's say this is that uh, 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 put it in perspective this way. Ronda Rousey got better in one night. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like she had she was leagues better the next day. Yeah. Now, I think we all expected Actually, we didn't all. I mean, like, you know, uh, Mike Lawrence couldn't have said shittier stuff about her on this show. I mean, I think most people expected her to start more where she was on Monday. But keep in mind, she's only done three TV appearances. She's not taking a match at Mania. She's not wrestling Charlotte at Mania. Like, everything is going okay. Everything's going fine. Um, The only stuff that's not going fine is my point earlier, which is, like, them being lazy. Like... Why the fuck at the chamber did Kurt Angle out Stephanie and Triple yeah. H? Like, out of nowhere, he's got those big bug eyes. He's playing it way too cartoony yeah. Yeah. for what it is. Like, it's supposed to be... And, and to be honest, Triple H also made the thing, being that joke, like, being like, he's got the flu, which is also like, come on here. Double guys. pneumonia. Yeah, let's, let's, let's figure <laughs> out where... He's like, he's got double pneumonia. I was like, guys, let's find the tone here. Is there anyone yeah. in? Aren't there agents backstage? All right, here's how you what you say. Isn't this scripted? Anyway, my point is more like there are there's easy lines there. Same thing as Oscar just coming in and choosing. Yeah, all Kurt Angle had to say is like, it's just big. This is the last straw for me. I can't watch you take advantage of somebody else like you took advantage of me. Yeah, right. Like you, how you treated me at Survivor Series, how you've treated me this whole year, putting my job on the line when I'm here and, you know, something like that. And that's why I can't do it. But instead, out of nowhere, like he's like, you ever seen that commercial? It's like for soda. And it's and it's like all about how root beer. Uh, yeah, it's a code red under the ring. Big soda. Uh, is uh, there's it's for a dense root beer or whatever. And and the guy's sitting there and he's like, honey, this doesn't look like your lipstick. Because oh, yeah. there's like a lipstick kiss oh, yeah. on his shirt. And he just, you're like, what? what? Why would he? Have? And it's like, this guy's so dense. That was like Kurt Angle for no reason just being like, didn't you say backstage that it's only three years later now we own the bitch? And you're yeah. like, what? <laughs> why did you give Tourette's? Like, yeah. why did you just say that out of nowhere? Yeah, it would have been good to give just to have to some give him some moment that would, that he's reacting like something have them mistreat him right there in the ring and right. just be like, all right, now like f all y'all or whatever. But like, I, I don't know. It, it, there's some definitely. It's like they like they like you know threw away every other page of the script or something, and they were just trying to like figure out what's happening between two pages. Right. I mean, then on Monday. Kurt Angle goes like, he goes, you know what? I got to be honest with you. I need this job. So I lied about yesterday. It's like, well, the lead of that said that you're not telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> you just said, I need this job. It's like, wh- what? Yeah. You, right? Yeah. Like, it's so bad. I got kids. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, why? Look, Kurt Angle is one of the best ever. 
he's something's going on with him where he he's he's having a hard time and it might just be the process for him. Uh-huh. They might just be giving him too much too late yeah. to memorize, mm-hmm. which is not everyone's good at memorizing lines. And they're Triple H and Stephanie are probably working backstage and they're not just on screen talents. Yeah. And for whatever reason, these segments where they just spent bajillion dollars on this talent are coming out with these segments that are sloppy. Yeah. And the package people are making it look like these moments are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's tough. I mean, this is a, it, it, Rousey's just a really weird test subject because she's not, because she's both like the big celebrity at rest of the, she's like snooky, but she's also a talent that they're signing theoretically for the long haul. She's like, you know. Right. So, I, I mean, I, 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 when was the last time they signed somebody who was, who had a great like collegiate background? I mean, like, a, I mean, Mark Henry was a, a you know, the power lifter, Kurt Angle, obviously, uh, Jack Swagger. There's all these guys with like Gable. big. Ziggler. Yeah, Gable, I guess, is a good one. Right, Ziggler had, yeah. I mean, and I and, uh, but you know, to, to be really famous and to come in, yeah, you know, with all that pressure, it's a lot. You know, I mean, it would have been great if she could just like hang out at NXT for two years, but that's not no one. That's that's she's impossible. too famous. Yeah, yeah, she's too famous, and I think she's good for female wrestling. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm, ex- she's good for wrestling. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with her being there, and I think. If she's serious about it, I just like I've said, I I, I don't I'm 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 on the fence about it. I'm, I'm not that excited about that match, but if I'm there, hey, I'll watch it. You yeah. know, all right, cool. Uh, moving on. So John Cena calls out the Undertaker. Yeah, and then says this is not going to happen. And then I'm reading on the dirt sheets, which I hate dirt sheets. Yeah. You know that because I don't want to know stuff. It yeah. says that Rey Mysterio is thinking about filling in. Where are we at with this? Shoemaker, what do you know? Is Vince ballsy enough to, to like, not check off guns this situ- gun this situation, right? And actually not give us the Undertaker match, right? Like, if he says Undertaker and they don't give Undertaker, that is we're sad. S- we're so far down the rabbit hole in wrestling fandom right now. <laughs> it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense that he would have mentioned the Undertaker and not if there weren't if that weren't the in- the like the plan. Right. At the same time, Whenever they try to really like shoot, they always it always come, it's always a little bit let a little bit misguided, and that they might have, I can totally imagine them having a conversation where they're like, "We got to get people to stop talking about the Undertaker," like when they when Paul Heyman would come out and just be like, see, you know, to like get rid of the CM Punk chance, and right. like you'd have like you have to have like a, a masterful person to really just tell get the crowd to like understand that this right. thing's not happening. I don't know if that was what they were doing, but it seems to me like they, that's got to be the end game. We're gonna right? see the we're gonna see this taker. He'll probably show up at Fastlane, right? But why? Why not? If this match is gonna happen, don't you think for promotional purposes, the sooner the better? Just have Taker show. He doesn't have to show up every week. <clears throat> he could show up only one time, or he could do a video like like Jericho did on Omega, yeah, yeah. and just be like, at, Ma- "At Mania, I'm coming for you." Oh man, I'm picturing it now. Like a video package, like the shovel hits the dirt, and he's like digging a grave, and he's like John Cena. Yeah, oh man, the oh, same thing dead. exactly from last year. Yeah, with exactly. <laughs> yeah, it should be the shovel hits the dirt and and scoops some up, and it, and it reveals like a giant landfill full of leftover Cena shirts. You know, it's just like every color of the rainbow is yeah. buried there, and we reveal that he never sold even yeah. a single shirt. It's been the Undertaker buying them the whole time <laughs> to make him think that he's, he's like I've been my long con was to beat you at Mania, yeah. way past my prime. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent six hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> That's so great. The um, the Undertaker. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like he's good to go. I mean, that he's. I, it's the same thing as Rousey, though. I, listen, 
it wasn't that long ago, three years ago, four years ago, I wrote a WrestleMania preview the day after the Royal Rumble. Right. And it was a little bit ironic. There was a lot of T's and I's left to dot and or cross and dot, whatever. But like, you know, you knew the broad strokes. And this year, it's like, I don't know what's going on. Thankfully, after Elimination Chamber, there's some stuff that's checked off. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, the build is going away, right? But it, it used to be the build. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I mean, part of what they're doing with John Cena is using him to, you know, make SmackDown seem a little bit more, like, necessary over the next month. Right. If they if they'd already set up Cena Undertaker, it, it wouldn't make any sense for him to be there at Fastlane. You know, it wouldn't make any sense for him to be there on SmackDown, and that's, they need him there to, like, goose Sell ratings. tickets? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a six-pack challenge. I mean, first <laughs> off, never like the name of that. No, that's it's no good. Yeah, I mean, they can't, what... It's like you go from the, a fatal four-way... Which is like like dark and ominous and yeah. like gruesome to a six pack challenge. I mean, that's like there's nothing there. We have our hands full because at Extreme Rules we have a vital. Oops, a vital. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So uh, well, I sound like Alexa Bliss making fun of Oscar the fact that she can't speak English. Yeah, that was... uh, (laughs) crowd did... She did that in Anaheim. They did not like that. Which is surprising because there's a lot of racists in Anaheim. It's pretty swampy over there, right? (laughs) Yeah. She handled it really well. She... It slipped, right? Because she handled it well, but then what she she ended up saying didn't make sense, right? Yeah, are we talking about this week, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Back to Alexa Well, she said, right, she said, I know your English isn't good, but your body language is saying something different? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a setup, but there was something like she seemed self aware enough that I wasn't as offended as I was when like Ginger Mahal was running down Nakamura. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was crazy. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's a t- it's tough, man. Yeah. All right. So but, so here's the thing with Cena. Uh, I'm not liking Cena right now, like at oh, all. I am for the first oh, time. I am not like <laughs> really. This. Yeah. No, I like not this like old like old guy Cena who's just like fuck can't catch a break. No, see <laughs> that I like about it, but the problem is this. It feels phony. Part of what I always like about John Cena is the is like the authenticity of like hustle, loyalty, respect. Mm-hmm. He's working his ass off. It's like, yo, he lives that. Right now, it's like, come on, man. You lost and you keep going like, I failed. I failed. But then you get every opportunity to earn your way back in. You announce you're a free agent again. And yeah. then you can jump shows. You're allowed to insert yourself into anything. Like, no, you're entitled. Like, yeah. you're in this spot where it's like, Clearly, you're pretending I work hard and I accept failure. It's yeah. like, no, you're not really here. You're you're not working. You're working hard on other stuff, and it's clear. Uh, yeah, there yeah. is nobody kayfabe or not in or out of kayfabe. There's nobody that doesn't believe that John Cena couldn't have negotiated the main event at WrestleMania into his contract right. when he came back. Right. right. It's and like so. Then you come in and you have a clean win over AJ Styles, who's going into Mania hotter than you know. Yeah. It's like, come on. That's I, <clears throat> yeah. I I, I didn't. I'll tell you what, I didn't like that. Oh, AJ Styles. Yeah, excuse me. Oh can, I, God, can I pop in for a second? Wow. Yeah, oh, AJ, this is incredible. Thanks for coming, man. Like, I, I, I I'm thought so, you were going to be here last week. Well, yeah, I got sick. Okay. Look, I'm so disappointed that he beat me clean, that I've been exploring my options outside of the WWE. I've been trying some stand-up. I don't know. You saw me cracking jokes on, on SmackDown oh, the last no, couple AJ, weeks. Oh, no, AJ. You're trying stand-up? Yeah, yeah, man. I know that. Yeah, I know you're stand-up. I know that uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler uh, also enjoys to do stand-up. Yeah. So I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm trying some stuff out. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, like, is your LaCroix uh, the earth right now? 
Because it, it's flat. No, oh, okay. You get it? Do you it, get it? Because it's yeah, cause it, AJ. That was really. I'm sorry to say, it, like I'm a big fan of yours. Thank big, you. Big, big time fan. Too sweet. I'm glad you're going. Yeah, too sweet. I love too sweet. That's great. But that joke was really bad. Well, man. I mean, look. Also, I, this is a fresh Lacroix. I mean, it's full. The bubble mate. The bubbleation is very high. Well, I mean, fine. Then look. How about uh, I, uh, I heard uh, and you, you had a yeah. Okay. No, what is it? You think the Earth is flat? Was the joke there? That, that well, truth and comedy, man, right? Yeah, see, your base reality. I read is Truth and Comedy by Charna Halpern and Del Close and <laughs> yeah. Keith Johnstone. I read it. I know how to be funny. Okay. Yeah, but so your if your reality is is not real, it's going to make it tough for us to connect to your reality. All right, look. Okay, look. Okay. We can debate. All right. All, you know, all we want, Elon Musk faking, sending that thing out there into space so that wow. we would all think that the Earth was round. I get Look, we can, we can, we can set that aside for a second, okay? Uh, what I want to know is, did you get that herpes sore taken care of? Did you take Valtrex, get that herpes taken care of? I don't, I don't have herpes. Oh, Why would you say that on my show? You have, oh, I'm sorry, you might know him as Arlen Marmel. <laughs> You might know him as Arlen. Wait, my fr- my best friend Arlen. Yeah, your herpes sore, Arlen. He, well, yeah. Okay. Why is he? Her- okay. Is I, that not working? Is this thing on? No. Yeah, the thing it's on. But you're calling my best friend a herpes sore. That's this is like when you called Sami Zayn a boil. Yeah, because no he's always, got that. well, he's always on he, uh, Kevin Owens' back, and that's where boils. And I, and I thought that was clear. I don't. When is he on his back? I don't because he's like a he's like a growth he's like a pustule growth on Kevin Owens's back. Dave, did you get that boil joke? No, no, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe I'm just shooting too far over y'all's heads. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure that's it. Look, AJ, you're the best wrestler in the company, Thank and that's you. enough. Too sweet. That's enough, right? Yeah. You don't have to do stand up comedy. Also, I mean, is well, that- look, I got you. I got. I feel like I'm with Dan Osh right now. I got. I got Dan Osh. That's you and Anosh combined. That's a joke. Yeah. Right? That's Anosh sitting over there. Well, social, hell, man. Give me, some, give me some tips then. If you're such a funny stand-up, give me some tips. I mean, my, my tip to you is to not do not try to be funny. Just not- come out and tell people you're the champion. Do the phenomenal forearm. That's a great thing to do. Oh, yeah. They yeah. used to think I was right. so funny in Japan. I was huge in Japan. <laughs> yeah. I killed it. I, mean, I would go to karaoke bars and I would just not even play music. I would just start doing material. What? Like, what would you say in Japan? They just didn't understand what you were saying. You I would say, I would say, uh, like for instance, uh, uh, "Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, it's good. It's good to be here. Uh, did y'all uh, hero she me?" Uh, at the bar last week. Yeah, was that the exact speed you would tell the? Yeah, that's my cadence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like. I'm a fan of John Mulaney, and I like how calculated he is. <laughs> yeah. So I like to. Yeah, that's how I tell it you, all the time. You guys, you have the precision of a John Mulaney. Uh. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, Dave, you're laughing. I mean, are you laughing at the, that joke? Did you I'm think that was over. funny? I'm getting over it, Dave. I think uh, that that AJ is a very. Is, he's he's halfway there. He he could have a career. Hey, halfway. All right. Too sweet. Halfway. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. I mean, you know, halfway there, living on a prayer. Listen, this is a guy that we we uh, Sammy. I mean, sorry, uh, AJ Styles is so good. Yeah, too sweet. He's so good that we every single week forget overlook the fact that he has the worst tattoo in American history. Ah, uh, what? <laughs> Wait, 
Which one? Which, the one a- of my kids? Yeah, the AJ. giant AJ. Talk about the my kids' birthdays. You yeah. got to be really good, man. Yeah, that is true. You, you got to be really. There have been some bad tattoos in wrestling, and people take a lot of shit for them. And so I'm willing to forgive the comedy too. I'm mean, like, this is he's that good. Which is sometimes that, Dave, that's a good joke by Dave AJ. Well, I mean, he has a good take on that. I'm not trying. I'm not going to Carlos Mencia him. I'm not going to take it. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's a student I, of com- comedy history. Well, actually, I am. I think it's a more appropriate joke for you to be like, I got the worst tattoo that's like self-loathing. That's you can almost have like it. that's almost very Jewish. Like, oh, right. Know? Yeah. Oh, well, the Jews. I mean. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, All right, but... AJ. I think it's time for you to go. <laughs> All right, fine, 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 fine. Too sweet. I think it's time for you to too go. Too sweet. Fine. <laughs> too sweet. Uh, that was the least aggressive too sweet. That was a cute too sweet. Too sweet, y'all. <laughs> He's saying too sweet to the staff out here in the lobby. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. That was, oh, man. I got to tell you. what I miss? I just got back from the bathroom. AJ Styles came here, and he, he was pretty anti-Semitic and unfunny. Damn it. Uh, All right. Anyway. <laughs> God. I'm sorry, Dave. I know I told you I'd get you out of here, but I didn't know AJ was going to pop up. No, it's, I was glad I was here for that. All right, all right. Well, all right. Let's 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 uh, we got a couple more things to get through. One thing is uh, Miz. What did you think of Miz's promo on Raw? Did I even mention him when I was going through the great promos of the week on my show? I don't remember. I mean, we had this is a week for promos, man. I mean, and we oh, the, yeah. fa- the fact that like we're we're like no one remembers the promo that like the bar gave is just insane. <laughs> I mean, that was like the best moment of their career, yeah. you know? Uh Look at my note here. I said last week was the week of matches, yeah. and this week was the week of promos. It was all promos this week. Yeah. And the- that's actually part of the problem is it was like we're going through everything because matches are you go like yeah that match was good and you get through it quick now we got the Usos promo we got the Miz promo there's yeah. so much there's so you much to cover Roman Reigns John Roman Cena Reigns, yeah uh, Alexa open Raw anyway keep going yeah I mean it was it, it was uh, it, I really like the Miz man I mean I think he's one of the, the their greatest talents and I think that the sort of meta storyline that I'm interested in is like, is like, how close is he to the ceiling right now? Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, is it like he's had such a good year and it's so easy to be like, he should be, you know, put him in the main event. Yeah. But like, maybe this is the spot. I don't know. I don't know. But that promo was great. And it's, and it's a tribute to him that he's sort of doing like a, uh, you know, sideshow mirror version of Bray Wyatt where he'll come out like every once a month and just give the same promo, mm. but it doesn't get old when The Miz does it. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he's, re- I mean, he, he spices things up. I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed that on Monday, and I and he's going to he's gonna run his mouth into making that IC title a presumably triple threat, like one of the most anticipated matches on the show. Yeah, I hope they make it a ladder match, which... He, uh, he's by far... I've been here for 12 years! He's been, he's he's by far the most natural sounding on the mic. It's funny because he's not. He, you're, you're, I agree with you, but there's also a real f- like artificiality to right. it. But it's like he has just found the right, like we were talking about before. He found the right volume, the right rhythm, and it's just like he. It's a master class out there. Man. Absolutely, he he was incredible out there. The promo was great. The performance was great. But <laughs> hot take alert. I've been here for 12 years! Uh, my, my only problem with it is that people were comparing it to CM... Oh, they said it's a CM Punk-style promo. It is very much a fake pipe bomb, yeah. okay? Yeah. And specifically because he calls out Kurt Angle, yeah. right? That's, like, the problem with the promo to me. It's like, call out the McMahons. Call out... Tri- it's, it's kind of a minor tweak, but makes a big difference. Kurt Angle is, we know, is such a kayfabe GM. Mm-hmm. Like, he's running nothing. Right. And it's so clear, and he's like a bumbling fucknut on Raw. Yeah. Just, you know, he's got his hands in his pocket when Triple H punches him. You guys see that picture of that? He's like... Yeah, I love that. It's like, the, <laughs> you're like, come on, man, call out Vince. Be like, Vince, why are you not seeing me? 
Yeah. Then it would feel real. Yeah, he's, but he's also the heel. He's also a heel, and he has to maintain a little bit of this, like, kayfabe that he's a bad guy. And Kurt Angle's the only babyface, like, authority figure in the world, or on Raw, anyway. You're right. Yeah, uh, it's it's weird. But w- w- when was his... When did the Miz? When was the Miz's first great bite bomb? What am I? It's, it was a was it a talking smack? Talking smack with Daniel Bryan, right? And then, but then he was it was he he did another one on was it here in L.A. or was it in Brooklyn? That I where was I saying something live? But anyway, oh, he did another one. Yeah, it was where it he was, was like, "You're here for me." Yeah, like, he, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did another one that was my, I, I'm the one that I said was too yelly. Yeah. yeah, I said like it's really effective to not yell yeah. when you're being sincere. Just. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he does a lot of that, that yell promo, which is, it's great. It's great. It's probably what I would do. I'm yeah. not, like, getting on a high horse here. But I think there's something about it that's a little, it's a little, like, manic. Yeah. In a way that, like, CM Punk was just like, I'm leaving here. What's up, Cole Cabana? This place is dumb. There's something really effective about that, you know? Yeah. He's uh, cutting promos with the same voice you would, like, you know, order food with. That It can be kind of terrifying. Right. Um... I love that he's, like, super into the... Oh, by the way, the Hulu cuts out a lot of that promo. There was a lot of promos this week. Really? They, so if you watched on Hulu, you missed a lot of the oh, go-back no of the Miz promo. It's always fun to see what they cut out. They cu- they just cut out, like, a whole minute in the middle. Whoa. Because I was going back to rewatch it, and I was like, oh, I'll just watch it on Hulu. And I was like, that... I remember this being a lot better. Yeah. And then I went... That's crazy. Then, yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, here's another hot take on Miz is that I think that his look is a little dated. I keep saying that I think the glasses are not st- stylish enough. Like, look yeah. at Bo Dallas has a better look going, I think, yeah. than Miz. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to get smaller. That was I think that's the that was uh, Kanye West uh, uh, dictum that, that, that everyone else wears small sunglasses now. <laughs> yeah, I said the small. I've been saying it for yeah. such a long before fucking Kanye West. Come in here, we'll argue it. But I, I, I yeah, the sunglasses are not like he needs to look a little more. He looks like too real worldy. Well, it's weird because he had he, so he had the sort of like the, the, the Nazi slick, haircut, the, the Nazi year. haircut. Yeah, and then it was time to get rid of that. That was that was clear. You and, but then that movie. Huh? He was shooting the Marine. Yeah, but but it was it was time to let the haircut go, try totally. something new. But yeah, he kind of came back with the same hair that the Miz had when he debuted. Yeah, twelve years ago or however long that was. Like it it was uh it doesn't it, his head shape is a little bit like it, there's a limited number of options there. So. Yeah, totally. Um, so anyway, uh, here's another example of like what why I'm like put a little continuity in here. Why did unless I missed something? Why did Finn get a match against Miz on Raw? After no his idea. other match, why were they punishing him? I I, I don't know. I don't For, know. right, like I didn't. I was like, oh okay. Yeah. They're just like we can't find a better way to set up this triple threat. Yeah, there yeah. was a, there was a lot of like. I mean, I, I couldn't. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. It seemed like there was a lot of like we know where like everyone watching knew where this is know, knows where this is going sort of. Uh, right, and the Miz set it up well, but there was a lot of missing stuff in the middle. I don't. Know. It was very right, confusing. right, and the announcers during that whole thing were acting like they didn't know the concept of triple threat. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like, oh, who's gonna face him at WrestleMania? They both won. It's just like, <laughs> guys, we've been watching triple threats all year. Yeah, they're, it's it's been a year. Well, I say year. I do seasons. You know what I mean? Year. Yeah. I mean like the 2017-18 Mania season. It's been like all triple threats. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's move on to uh, um, SmackDown. So not, you know, again, not much to say here on SmackDown, which is like, kind of, uh, I think the biggest thing was the USO thing. Yep. I want to talk about Owens on commentary first. I so, was there live, so I missed this. I, oh, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I got drops for you. I got drops. Yeah. Owens was hilarious. So funny on commentary. Yeah. Um, 
here, I'll just drop you some of the stuff he said. Seems like you're a little stupid, but you're actually really stupid. So sometimes parents those aren't what they are. <laughs> yeah, uh, he loves to rip into uh, Byron, Byron yeah. because he's so weak. Byron yeah. has no; he's not come back at all. A guy does—I don't know why that guy has that job. Uh, then he he. Uh, Corbin, if you're looking for your hairline, it's on top of your head. By the way, oh, there we go. Oh. Wow. That's the shit. Okay, so Baron Corbin blocked me on Twitter because I, <laughs> I, I, he, there was a poster of him, and all I did was say a little bit of uh, uh, graphic design, you know, hair. Oh, I remember the thing you're talking about. They, yeah. like, they gave him, like, like, like Mel Gibson from the 80s. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all I said was a little graphic design hair transplant blocked. But wow. Kevin Owens, come on. Yo, um, here, here's another Owens line. Monday Night Raw is presented by Southern New Hampshire. University. That's a random drop. Uh, <laughs> I was like waiting to see what he was going to say about yeah. that. No, that was from Raw. What? Is, what kind of? I mean, they're lacking on spot. There needs some new sponsors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southern New Hampshire. Monday Night Raw is brought to you by Shoney's. <laughs> <laughs> Monday Night Raw brought to you by Nassau Community College. It's really, <laughs> yeah, man. Brought to you by the Inner Sanctum at UCB Theater. <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish. I feel like you could sponsor a, pay- a lesser pay per view. You could. Well, now they're now they're gonna do less big shows, but I feel like in 2017 yeah. this podcast probably could have sponsored like a SmackDown show in August or something. Oh, that'd be great! Maybe oh, yeah. my, my logo up there, the oh, comedians and wrestling, yeah. and it's still like this. This by the bar comes out and like right after Cesaro and Sheamus do that like stupid like, and then it goes like, no, this match, the Raw tonight, we're on Monday, SmackDown, SmackDown Live in October is brought to you by comedians of wrestling. It's a podcast where, you know, the host just yells and wears a Roman Reigns vest. <laughs> anyway, check it out. He's Jewish. All right. <laughs> that would be what they say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, 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 here's the one thing about... Oh, here, one more... Fl- one more. Uh, fast way. Tom, try to say true crime in one shot without tripping over yourself. All right, Kevin. He, he kind of fucked up, he too. He fucked yeah. up also. He tries to say... Anyway. Without tapping over yourself. It, it is a little bit bullshit that I was thinking about this. Like, Kevin Owens rips on Baron Corbin's hairline, but no one calls him fat. Right. Yeah. Like, right? I mean, like, come on. Like, no one's allowed. To, clearly, they're not allowed to call him fat, right? They need to, though. But, like, come on. Like, because yeah. it would, first off, it would be good for him. Yeah. I've always said Kevin Owens, like, eating Cheetos would be amazing. Oh, yeah. Right? Wouldn't it yes. be so amazing? Yeah. It's the greatest. I mean,. I, I I think I once like fantasy booked that for Triple H because he's like always in this like he's in better shape the older he gets. Yeah. Right. But like if he were if if he booked himself into the WrestleMania main event and then like went the other way with his body. Yeah. Just came out looking like 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 you know end of days Harley race or something with right, his yeah. giant gut and just like <laughs> eating cheeseburgers. That would be insanely You're funny. Sweaty. Stained, be, that's like, that'd be the greatest heel heat ever. Yeah. Totally. Only Owens is two seconds away from eating. He's metaphorically eating those Cheetos. They should right? put him like they should do like a, like remember Bastion Booger. Oh like, yeah. Put, like, yeah. Like a, like a sweaty stained singlet on him with like <laughs> Cheeto dust on his fingers. Right. Uh, anyway, whatever. Clearly they're not allowed to, and it's it's dumb. Uh, all right, so I guess it's like fat shaming. So right. I guess it's like they're, it's like kind of bullying. There was once you could make fun of someone's hairline. Oh, yeah, hair shaming. The that, that, that the hairline thing is surprising. I mean, maybe he's getting chewed out backstage for that too. There, I mean, there was at one point where someone leaked a, a list of all the of like a WWE memo of like the the words they have to use. They like call fans the universe right. and call right, right, belts right. championships. I wonder if there's a list of like things we're not allowed to talk about. Like we can't say Kevin Owens is fat. We can't say. 
Baron Corbin is bald. We can't talk about how old the Undertaker, you know, who or John right, Cena or right. whoever is. Like, I don't know. I bet there. I bet there's a. I bet there's a list. Yeah, but yeah. Nakamura and Oscar though, go for it. Make fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Make fun of their hair. English isn't so good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, let's use this clip to go into the next thing. Is uh, here's Daniel Bryan during the Kevin Owens match. Like him or not, he does a great job. Great perspective from a competitor's uh, from a competitor's perspective. Like him or not, he does a great Great perspective from a competitor's perspective. Uh, yeah, so Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon have no chemistry. No, that's the hardest part of this whole storyline. But like, we were talking before about, like, we don't know where this is going. That's the hardest thing. Like, we don't know. We literally don't know even what the options are. Right. Is like, if Daniel Bryan, is he going to wrestle Shane? Is that what they're setting up? I don't, I don't think... I don't, I don't think there's any way that they would be... I don't think there's any way he's going to get cleared to wrestle, although I'm not quite sure how he's more clear than Kurt Angle or, right. you know, somebody else. But um, he's got... I mean, he really got... I mean, if if he wants to wrestle and if the reports are true that he is, like, relatively... Like, he's had doctors that have okayed it, but it's just not the WWE doctors, he got screwed by just being on the roster at the moment when he got hurt and having to deal with all those doctors. You know, if he had just, like gotten that hurt in Japan right. and then made his comeback or in the UFC like CM Punk or something I'm sure he'd be good to go. But anyway, the whole point is that yeah, I mean like how are we how is the biggest storyline on in, on in SmackDown on SmackDown is one that is never going to get paid off. Yeah, I mean also like also they don't even like nothing in the moment even happens. Like they just have this weird like passive aggressive behavior towards each other. Where, like, Daniel Bryan interrupts Shane when Shane's making the decree and doesn't even say, like, I don't like where you're going with this. He just gives his own thing. Yeah. And then Shane just goes, like, all right, okay. We were talking okay. We were talking about Cena earlier, the whole thing. Like, we all know that he could, like, get in the main event. I understand that, like, the, the commissioner GM tension is, like, you know, it's it's a storyline thing, whatever. We, we're, we've been watching this shit in wrestling forever, so we're used to it. But at the same time, like... Right. The internet is full of, like, you know, creative talent. I mean, like, writers that WWE fired three months after they started, right? right yeah. Everybody knows that they'll fire somebody there at the drop of a hat. No, absolutely. So, like, why can Stephanie and, and, and Shane not fire their GMs? Like, what what's wrong with them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Where, yeah, I don't get it. Listen, listen to this. This is, like, a weird lo- – listen, this is a conversation between the two of them. You got everything under control over here. Oh. Hey, uh, do you mind if I go home? You know, see my wife, child. You go see Bernie? Yeah. No, that's a great idea. All right. Please tell myself hello. Will do. All right. All right. What the mind fuck if I go is home? that? I'm going to kick out of here early. Is yeah. that cool with you? Like you, you're, <laughs> go home, your, job, your job is two hours a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're going to leave after like 15 minutes of it? Yeah, like, uh, I would love if he said Shane that. Shane is like <laughs> eating popcorn. Like, like what? What is happening here? Yeah. Do these guys oh, hate what? each other, or are they just like the odd couple yeah. watching like a? It's like a popcorn sitcom. Is weird. It's yeah. like the Shane and Daniel Bryan sitcom. Yeah, two GMs trying to work it out. <laughs> it, the, the popcorn was. It was like it definitely felt like Shane was almost just like. Like, he didn't say it, but it was like, oh, yeah, I got a popcorn machine set up. Yeah. You know, yeah, I thought it would be fun for the office. Yeah, we've got a type A GM and a type B. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, okay, moving on. This Usos promo. All right, we got a couple more things. Big week, big week. Get through it. Usos. Uh, yeah, I mean, this promo was awesome. A lot of people were saying, like, yo, this promo was great. This suffered from being the last promo in a week of great promos. Yeah. yeah. You know, where it was like, all right, yeah, I get it. They're doing the same shtick where it's like, I'm slighted by this company. They did a great job of it. Where does it lead? What's their match? 
the tag divisions are so weak. What could what, what could be the match? Tag divisions and even the women's division still is. I mean, there's just, it's it's spread too thin. Right. You know? And listen, I'm all for the New Day versus the Usos for like nine months straight. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's like if it's you, the if, only match. But if you and if you can book it well, I mean, if you, the writing team has to earn it, you know. But like if you can book it well, that could be really magical. But yeah, I mean. At this point, the storyline is basically just like, what do we do for WrestleMania? But I mean, it's like it, it's this, that was more of a work shoot than anything that Roman Reigns said on Monday. Right? Yeah, that was like, okay, cool. Like Usos, <laughs> you know, I'm all for it. Usos are great, awesome point. That like, look at them dancing around in all these bright colors. Like that's what we did. Yeah. And then look at us now. We're just you know working hard, not playing to these dumb fans. Great. Great work, and then Big E came back with a great retort. Made me think, oh, Big E, like we've been saying for years yeah. and years, deserves his singles push. Uh, and it, he could stay as part of the New Day, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, Triple H had like the Intercontinental belt while he was part of DX yes. and stuff, right? Here's what's going to happen. Pre-show, Usos versus Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Then Bludgeon Brothers came out. They're jabronis. I hear they're being reworked. Oh, uh, really? Uh, yeah, I heard they that. Get, are they going to give them not terrible outfits? Good God. Yeah, I heard they're changing the outfits. Right? That's I, what I read. They're like, they're, so, they're the only act that has, like, a weird, like, magical, supernatural thing. Like, even, like, Matt Hardy isn't like that, and Bray Wyatt isn't like that anymore. Yeah. They feel so out of place as these, like, super big characters. I wish they would just make them Harper and Rowan and make them dress like trash men, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Luke Harper. I mean, you know, God, that guy was awesome. Yeah. Now I don't know. I'm not sure what they're. You know, it's so. It's so. He was the IC champion. I don't know why he can't yeah. be. Why he's locked over there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. I, I'm not sure. I don't get. The, I don't get the Bludgeon Brothers thing. But no. it is like for kids, right? Like I think if I was a kid, it's like what's the difference between Bludgeon Brothers and Legion of Doom? Right. Yeah. They're right. Like I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, that's where the perspective's coming weird. All right, rapid fire. Two more things, and we'll get out of here. Okay. Uh, look at this picture right here. I know, obviously, I'm I'm all right. Which of these guys looks like the champion? All right, I'm looking at. Uh, if you look at this picture, uh, this is the fast the lane. Fast lane main this event. This is the pre John Cena five pack version of this. Yeah, where we have uh, Corbin Ziggler, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. If you looked at this, which guy would you be like? Look at this guy. It's it's only Ziggler, right? Right. Yeah. He's, right. I mean, look at this. Look at the, oh yeah. Look at this guy. I mean, AJ looks good. AJ looks good, but I'm just saying, like from the, the optics of the, look at Ziggler. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I want him this to guy's get, gonna have he, no match at Mania. I mean, how much more? I mean, he signed this big contract. Obviously, I'm have a Ziggler Ziggler bias, but yeah. come on. I mean, don't you want to yeah. see a big Ziggler match? Sami Zayn looks like lo- looks like your kid brother was like, "Hey, can you Photoshop me into this wrestling poster?" <laughs> He's wearing like the cat, the Newsies hat. Yeah, man. it's really it's very strange. I mean, he and KO look are, have been working so well as a team, and I yeah. and, and the fact that they're both sort of oddities uh, has, has makes it work even better. But that's yeah, it, they don't they don't exactly work for that like UFC poster presentation, right? Like you know. Um, anyway. There's no chance Ziggler wins that match. He's not going to win the belt off AJ because we wouldn't see Shinsuke Ziggler. Right. There's no chance. If he if he got a call, if they were just like, "Hey, we're going to put the strap on you at WrestleMania," would he would he like let you know, or would he work you? No, obviously not. He's working. He's working all the time. He's working always. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's every it's like so many wrestlers. It's got to fuck with your head, man. That's that's the documentary I want to do. Is like. 
It's it, like the CTE. I know there's actual CTE in wrestling, so I don't mean to make light of it, but like wrestler CTE is like how you turn out like Bret Hart. You know, right. where you're yeah, just yeah. like, you're mad about booking decisions. Like real, like this is not the way that Bret Hart would lose this belt. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Your personality yeah, is like fractured into like. It's so yeah. weird, man. Nobody knows what's real and what's fake. I mean, the wrestlers themselves, it gets so tied up. It's yeah, totally. Up. And also, you know, most of the time, if I talk to him, it's over text, you know? And so most of the time it's like, what a text is as another layer of being worked. Yeah. yeah, Sarcasm. Exactly. The sarcasm work yeah. of a text. We message. should. Can we make like when you do like the backs or the slash and the s? You know to say yeah. to prove that you're being sarcastic. We should have like like a slash du- like k, k for kayfabe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like slash w for work. I would love that. that just s- use the two sweet. The, that yeah. be, they should just use the the piece. Yeah. Slash slash g for gayfabe. <laughs> oh yeah. Totally. If you write like, man, I would suck his dick. If like, oh, that's gay fame. It's not real. It's gay fame. That's the ver- that would be my. If I was a gay wrestler, that would be what. I- anyway, okay. Um, uh, all right. Last question. I promise. Last question. Right. Rapid fire. All right. What do you do about Rusev Day? Like it's so over. They're like CM Punk in it with this Rusev Day chance. Yeah. They're in the middle. <laughs> they're in the middle of like. Well, I think it was in the middle of the opening segment. Yeah. Right. Of of SmackDown, big Rusev. Day Rusev's sign. got nothing going on. I mean, I yeah. guess right. What do you do? What do you do about it? Do you ignore it? It feels Is it like real heat. It feels like Daniel Bryan when he in the run up to WrestleMania 30 when they were just holding him off shows to piss people off. Right, like they were actually using the most diabolical form of heat that they could possibly use, which was just like. We we have a big show at at Barclays Center, and we're just gonna let Daniel Bryan stay in the locker room. Yeah, and it almost feels like they're doing that because like last night at this time of the calendar, with the kind of response he's getting, to send them out there for a quick promo and then let Rusev be like Aiden English's manager while he's getting beat up by yeah. I mean, it's so crazy, especially on Rusev Day. Yes, I mean it's just it's disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean I they think... sell the calendars now. You see that? Yeah. Every day is listed as Rusev yes. Day. <laughs> That's such, I, so great. I think that it's uh, I bet the best the the most positive spin is if they're like we know we have something here, but we just don't have time between now and WrestleMania, so we're just going to give them a big run after. But I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be tough for them to carry this off. It's 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 yeah. It's it's a sort of like over that they don't know what to do with. Sweet, too sweet. All right, guys, we got through it all. You guys all right? Yeah. I feel good. Yeah, I realized, I was like, why Why is there so much to cover? It's like, because it was all promos. Those matches take off a nice chunk of story. It's Uh, true. And we finally have stuff to talk about, man. Like I said, a week week ago, nobody knew what WrestleMania looked like. Yeah, WrestleMania's looking. We got, so far, we got Reigns versus Lesnar locked in. Yeah. We have, presumably, AJ versus Shinsuke. Mm -hmm. Asuka versus Alexa. We have the Cruiserweight Finals, which will probably be something like Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. I, yeah, I am the or, hugest Buddy Murphy mark. Yeah, I, he's, he's great. incredible, man. Mr. Bliss. Mr. Bliss. Yeah. Uh, Do you think being I think being system. in a relationship helps your job security in WWE? Right. I. Uh, it definitely does, right? I yeah. think if nothing else, it proves that you're sort of a lifer, and that's the most important thing for a WWE right. employee. Yeah, you know, keeping the seed within the company. Yeah. <laughs> Stump runs. Tight. I mean, they are like most. If you have a kid, if you're married to a wrestler, yeah, and you have a kid, yeah, two wrestlers, that kid's a wrestler, no right. question. Right? Do you think you can like sign the kid to a contract before he's before he's uh. eighteen? <laughs> 
Just yeah. like we need, we need instead of refinancing the house, we're just going to mortgage our kid Absolutely. to Vince McMahon. I'll pay for that kid's <laughs> high school. Like, uh, you know, Vince, high school is like public. Not, not what we're done with this country. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy's in there yeah. doing good work. <laughs> You're privatized. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, on oh, that man. note, there's a couple more matches, but whatever. Dave. Thank you so much for coming in. This is a, this has been a pleasure, man. It's awesome coming in. I'm glad that did I blow out your eardrums with my yelling? Nah, I'm doing good, man. I got a hat on between my between oh, my earphones smart. and my ears. So you, you came know. prepared. You heard Schilling must have warned you. <laughs> yeah, he's a cover up, man. Uh, awesome. So everyone, check out. Make sure to check out Mask Man podcast comes out tomorrow morning. Uh, I think it's. I think it went up this afternoon. So whenever. So as you're listening, it's to up. This, yeah. It's up right now. Check it out. Listen to this. Listen to that. Come on. I know. I can't get enough wrestling podcasts. I listen to all the wrestling podcasts. It turns out there's yeah. There's only six of them. So you can listen to only. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's not. There's plenty of time to listen to all the wrestling podcasts in the world. Yeah. 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 And um and uh, check out the Andre the Giant documentary it's coming gonna, on HBO. You're gonna. You're in it, right? I'm in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. You know, wearing a blazer, talking about wrestling. It's good. That's awesome. Anything else you want to plug? No man, that's it. Go to the ringer.com. We got a lot of cool stuff up there. We got a um we have uh, a do uh, one of my buddies Kenny Herzog is writing about wrestling for us blogging the way to the WrestleMania season and uh we got a a big piece on a uh, a big like long beautiful feature story on a wrestler who I'm not even going to tell you who it is that I it's either going to be Friday or the beginning of next week. Um uh, but check out the ringer.com, check out my Twitter feed at David Shoemaker and you'll you'll see it there. Awesome. New man, you want to plug something? I got nothing. All right, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Check out our John Gaber's Patreon preview episode that's up right now. If you dig what you hear, support the Patreon, support this show, help us grow. Patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. You can buy a shirt, prowrestlingtees.com slash comedians of wrestling. That supports the show. And uh, hey, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at COW Podcast. And uh, guys, remember keep watching wrestling. Kisses. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.